Welcome to another episode of Diary of a Wannabe Comedian with me, Belle I Wannabe Comedian. And I am a proper comedian. I've done two gigs since we last spoke and I'm pleased to report that both gigs went very well. So my faith in comedy is restored. Such a fickle beast to comedy, it really is. So I did a gig on Friday that was just, uh, just a little bit down from Stevenage. And that was in a nice pub called the Georgian Dragon. And it was my first paid gig. It was only £10 and it did cost me £16.20 to get there. But hey, <laughs> I got paid. I'm very tempted to just have that £10 note framed and put it on my shelf with all my many trophies. <laughs> and then yesterday I was in Windsor and that was the Queen Charlotte. And that was also a very good gig. I pretty much had the same comments after both gigs, which was interesting because... I would say both audiences were a little older, should we say, or certainly Friday. I think the average age was about 60. So I had the same comments from people. And I actually had somebody shake my hand yesterday and say how much they enjoyed my set because it was intellectual. And yeah, they just enjoyed it than the usual filth that you get to hear, I guess, on the open mic scene. And Friday, I was told it was highbrow by somebody. They very much enjoyed it because it was highbrow. There you go. See, my set makes people feel smart. <laughs> As for tonight, I've just come off a Zoom session with Logan Murray, who's done a writing session with me and my other classmates from my Saturday course. So he felt we <laughs> he felt we needed it, which is another way of saying the comedy that we were presenting was rubbish and it needed better writing. So I've come up with a concept that the 70s was a decade of illusion. <clears throat> and the reason, excuse me, <clears throat> as you can tell, I've still got that cough. And the reason I sort of, I well, the reason I think I'm leaning towards the 70s is because I realised on Friday in particular, I wish I had a bit of material that had some age to it because that audience would have loved it. You know, if I'd have started talking about some, not, too far away historical stuff that they could relate to. I think they would have loved it. So I'm quite tempted to write that. In fact, even before I did that gig, there's been, for some reason, Ted Rogers and Dusty Bin have been floating around my head for some time. So I'm beginning to think maybe there's some comedy there that I should write. I haven't quite come up with it today. In fact, what did I come up with? Yeah, no no real comedy, to be honest. Ted Rogers wowed us with his digital dexterity on 321, as well as making contestants believe that they should have known the answer to questions that were probably written by Stephen Hawkins and NASA. That's where I've started. So that needs a lot of work to it. But I just remember watching it and he would just go on with this explanation of these clues. And it was like, how would anybody get that? How would anybody get that from that clue? I was quite young, to be fair. <laughs> so maybe I would get them now. That would be interesting, actually, to watch them now, see if I would. But I came out with some other stuff, which I'm quite proud of, like uh, hostess trolleys were posh if you were not posh. <laughs> so that's a bit of a, a an illusion there, I think. And uh, what else? Oh, there's a correlation between the bottom of one's trousers and the length of one's collar as I said in the course, more factual than jokes. <laughs> there you are. I will work on those and see if I can come up with anything for Saturday. One other little snippet here from Friday. I walked into the green room because we actually had a green room. It was a little library, actually. So it was all very professional. 
And I walked in and there was a guy sat at the end of the room and he just looked at me and went, oh, hi, yeah, you're from that gig. And he's talking about the one I did at the beginning of the month I said was dreadful where I actually pretended I'd forgotten the rest of my set because it was so bad. And, uh, yeah, he looked at me and said, oh, you're from that gig. And then he turned around and said, yeah, I bombed at that one as well. And I just thought, well, number one, he didn't bomb. I can categorically tell you he did very well at that gig. And number two, why would you say that? I mean, there was professionals in that room. I just thought it was really unfair. So the expectation of everybody was so low that actually when I went on stage and I did exceedingly well, they were all, all blown away, with the exception of that guy, because that guy went on first and bombed to the point where he didn't even stick around after his set. So I think there's probably some justice in that somewhere. But I thought, what a cheek. You don't just announce that in front of a professional MC and a professional comedian. I just thought it was a bit unfair. But as I say, I got good feedback from the audience. That's what counts to me. Not much belly laughing, but I could see from their faces that they were all engaged and they were all enjoying it. And that's what counts. Much love and gratitude. (laughs) 